Answer the question, ma'am. <laughs> don't call me ma'am. Ma'am. Little girly. Is that better? No, don't talk to me. <laughs> it's going to be a very quiet yeah. podcast. Very one-sided podcast. Mm-hmm. Hello. Welcome to episode 217. It is just Brittany and I again. Say hi. Hi. Yes, like it's your first episode or something. Uh, Rob is still... Uh, in Iceland, as far as I know, he might be flying back right now. I don't Hopefully, know. he's alive. Um, Hopefully, you didn't get midsummered. Mm-hmm. He will also this, so it's fine. He won't get the joke. But we're back. Brittany and I are playing chess. She already moved first. Uh, I will move now, and we're going to talk about some television, some trailers, some movie, and I think that's it for this week. What have you done this week? Um, I don't remember anything besides school same what did we do this week what did you do yesterday I, oh <laughs> i forgot i'm sorry i don't even know what day it is pulling teeth <laughs> cut all this out just to get you to say a thing yesterday i went to a talk it was like a panel it wasn't really a pan- panel like what would you consider a panel Someone talking about a thing for a certain amount of time, typically ending with a Q&A. But a panel implies there's more than one person. Eh. This is just someone giving, like, not a lecture, but, like, a talk on a subject. And then you ask them questions about it. <laughs> so, like, a very small panel. A panel of one. Yeah. What's wrong with that? So you saw a panel. I went to see someone talk, and it was fine. There's this, I'll say, YouTuber for the sake of simplicity i know we've mentioned her before i've linked her videos before yes oh Lindsay ellis who does mostly like film critiques a lot of disney stuff but mostly transformers which is kind of her thing why i don't know she doesn't her youtube isn't mostly transformers yes it is oh it is yes okay she's she made her career out of transformers so but i have no interest in transformers so i don't really watch any of that content Lately, it's been a lot of Disney stuff, but... Um, yeah, at least, like, the past year or so, it's been a mm-hmm. lot of Disney. Ever yeah. since they started doing a bunch of the remakes. Yeah. Just basically makes video essays. I don't really know what else to say about her content. Besides, what does it talk about? Uh, alien languages in science fiction. Films, books, all... All mediums. Science, all mediums of short stories, books, TV, movies, all of the above. It was cool. Um, I'd never really seen, like, a... I'll say YouTuber again in person. So I was like, cool. She really is a real person. Um, She's short. Um, She acts just like her YouTube persona, which is cool because she has this really long video about authenticity on the platform of the internet. Right. So that was interesting. Um, It was really cool. I don't really know what else to say. Um, She doesn't make her slides available, but for someone that... I think she took some like linguistic classes in college, but was primarily like a film studies person. She did really good research and made it still funny and entertaining to listen to someone talk about made up languages for an hour and a half. So Mm -hmm. it's cool. Very well spoken, it sounds like. Yes. Yes. Why'd you have to think about that? Because the first like 20 minutes of her presentation was memes. Okay. But, yes. But she still spoke about them very clearly. Yes, she was very good about talking about memes. Yeah, but still well-spoken. Yes. The audience was very stereotypical 
Reddit bros. It's kind of like really awkward neck beards. That's just the internet. It's not Reddit. Yeah. That's just the internet. Yeah. That isn't new to Reddit. But I enjoy her content. I enjoyed her talk. It was cool to see her in my city. Mm-hmm. No one really comes here. Although, yeah. Drew Gooden. I was like, he had to say that this weekend of all weekends. Yeah. Drew Gooden, who was very popular on Vine, I think, before he started making YouTube content, was also in Las Vegas this weekend. Yep. Did not want to pay for a show to see him, though, because he's very funny in small doses, hence the Vine popularity. Yes. No offense. I enjoy him. That's it. What did you do? Watch Chloe. I didn't do anything. I played well. I worked. Yeah. It was another busy week. I didn't have much to say about it. I figured we would just go into topics fairly quickly after you talked about your TED talk. The Lindsay talk. Check out Lindsay Ellis. She's very funny. When's your book coming out? July 21st, 2020. St. Martin's Press. She plugged it like eight times and it was really funny. So yeah, link dumps for that. Um, But we are going to talk about uh, some trailers first, I imagine. We're going to talk about uh, El Camino, the Breaking Bad sequel it's like an it's official... a sequel yeah because that trailer like shows it uh, takes place like immediately after he drives away in the finale yeah. and like you see him driving away mm-hmm. yeah and there's like mike's voice at the very end i don't think it's mike's voice it does not sound like mike to me and if it is if he's alive i don't give a shit anymore i don't think if it is mike i think it's going to be a flashback that's the only way i can see them justifying it because it seemed they were very clear aside from showing like mike's body in a morgue that mike is dead after what walter did to him in season five yeah so i don't see how they could bring him back from that well if you ask michelle you never really saw him die he died yeah i hope it because mike was really important to jesse if anything if it is mike i hope it's like he just has like not visions of him but like He's kind of just in his imagination, like, being, like, a, a guide for him. And, like, because he was really important to Jesse. So I would like to see that. Because I know Mike is going to be in it in some capacity. I hope he's just dead and a figment of his mind. Jesse's mind. Yes. Yeah. I would like to see that. I think that would be more... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. But more Vince Gilligan. I'm, I don't know how I feel about this movie in general. Because I know that with the end of Breaking Bad, uh, people had a lot of questions and they were very confused about how kind of like abrupt the ending was and how it just kind of ended. Yeah. And he was like, I mean, that's the story. Like, it was Walt's story and his story ended here. Like, he was like, I don't know what happens to Jesse after. He mm-hmm. was like, I know he drives away, but after that, who knows where he goes? And so I'm sure it just time happens. He thinks of ideas and stuff, mm-hmm. but I hope it's like a it's coming from a genuine place of like, oh, I really need to tell this story. I think this would add a lot and not like, oh, big paycheck came in and now I'm going to write the story and shoot the story, I guess. Yep, I get that. I think it's more of the latter. The paycheck? I mean the former, sorry. <laughs> you think that or you're hoping that? I think so. I trust Vince Gilligan because he's still in charge of Better Call Saul, right? Yeah. No, yeah. That's I trust him. Yeah. I think... If anything could have been fucked up, it would have been a prequel, but I think that turned out okay. So, I mean, I'll watch it, yes, because it's coming on Netflix, right? I believe so, in October. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm going to watch it, yeah. um, but I just have hesitations coming into it just because, who knows? Who knows what they're going to do, and if 
what they do is really necessary. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on El Camino? Mm, they didn't really show much in the trailer, so not really. The only thing that was speculative was whose voice was it at the end, but... Yeah, because no one knows what it's about yet. Yeah. So... Just mm. Jesse after... Yeah, what does he do? Who knows? So, continuing the Aaron Paul talk, BoJack season six. Oh, yeah. That final season, first part, they're doing it in two parts for whatever. Because every show does that now. For their final season. And yes, we are getting more episodes because of it, but still, it's like... I'm going to think of it as we're getting two final seasons. Two short seasons. Yes. Like Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm... Well, don't say, like, Game of Thrones. Just like Game of Thrones. Like, the exact same thing oh, fuck. that happened to Game of Thrones, but with BoJack. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to cry a lot. They haven't been as gut-punching. They've don't lo- choke women. They've lost their oomph. I don't want to say they lost their oomph. I think the point of the story is BoJack is growing, so I think there's a lot less to be destroyed over, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um. Not saying that it's not possible in this last season, because the trailer made it seem very hopeful, like he is getting better, but who knows? Uh, who knows? I don't know. It seems still like narcissistic Bojack, and he still well, yeah. was dealing with Sarah Lynn, because there was a shot. I can't remember what he was doing, but like it was like the something in his hand was like a galaxy. Like, I think it was like a bottle of water or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like at the observatory again. Yeah. I think... The whole point of the season is him kind of reconciling, you know, his confidence with his self-hatred and, you know, getting over both of them and meeting in the middle. Where, like, he's not so narcissistic, but he doesn't want to die. I don't know if that is a possible character development for I like him. to have hope. Yeah. You're the Mr. Peanut Butters of the world. Yeah. I just like how with Mr. Peanut Butter... He was talking to someone. They were like, yeah, they say the happiest people are the most depressed. He was like, I'm happy all the time. Mm-hmm. Sad. I think Mr. Peanut Butter is going to have a pretty oof, ending. Uh, yeah, he's going to have a rough season. I think Princess Carolyn is going to have another rough season because she always does. Especially mm-hmm. a single mother trying to do everything. And it's just, it's not going to work. And so she's not going to admit it. But, I mean, hopefully she gets help. I have no idea what's going to be up with Todd. Todd's gonna be Todd, I guess. Yeah. But we have first part is October twenty fifth, right? And then the second part is January thirty first. Something like that. Yeah. Very it's the thirty first of January and then it's towards the end of October. Do you think they're doing that for Emmy purposes? Is that like a cutoff? No, because they would still fall in the same Emmy range, right? Yes. So because typical like season for a show is start in the fall take a break finish in the spring yeah winter spring at least for like the old like procedurals like house and anything that had like 24 episode seasons they would do like fall spring yeah tv's different now though so i don't know Mm -hmm. it's all online are you happy that bojack's ending happy sad (sighs) both we both are of the same opinion. We don't like things to go on for too long when they're not good anymore. But it's also been a consistently good show, and I want to keep watching it. So I'll be okay, but... Who knows? Yeah. Who knows if you'll be saying that by the time the 16 episodes are out? Because I know like it's going to be a good couple seasons. Because 
it's two different seasons. I don't care. I am excited to yeah. be sad. I think it's going to be good. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a show of the year for me, but it might surprise me because um, right now Mindhunter kind of has that on lock, but mm. we'll see because um, it's, as of right now for me, it's Mindhunter, Dark, Chernobyl. So pretty stiff competition, but Bojack has been consistently good. And if not in our top threes, it's always been at least an honorable mention yeah. for the year for the awards. So that's the trailers we wanted to talk about or some other television news. We watched the first episode of Fleabag. Literally just did. Yeah, like a couple hours ago, or an mm-hmm. hour ago at this point. Yeah. Um, and it's good. It's uh, They're in the headlines because they just won three, four Emmys. A lot of Emmys. They just won a bunch of Emmys, and they were a huge underdog. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're like, yeah, it's on Amazon. Might as well just check it out. And yeah, it's pretty funny. It's very crude. Yes. So the point is that the main character unnamed so far is a sex addict that's it really that's what it's about are you looking for me yeah oh i don't know conversation no but uh, you made it to seem like a statement um it's she's a sex addict that's it but from what we've gathered in the first episode it's she doesn't have a mom has a strained relationship with her sister and father she's Mm -hmm. trying to run a cafe but that's failing Mm -hmm. um and kind of spoilers i guess but not really it's the first episode um, she opened it with her best friend who ended up dying. So now she's really on her own. And like yeah. the sex addiction, whatever, how, whatever part that plays into it, like it seems to be, I don't know, not a main plot point, just mm-hmm. kind of like the vehicle with which new characters will be introduced. Yeah. But this, the cafe and her relationship seems to be more of the driving point of the show, which is why I'm not surprised that it's mm-hmm. got the attention it has. Yeah. It's funny. If the second season is as better as people say it is, I'm really looking forward to that. Check it out. We don't have a lot to say about it. I mean, it, just, I don't... it caught me off guard with the content of the show because I literally went in with no idea what it was going to be mm-hmm. about. And I was just surprised with how easy it was to get the show and how like she was constantly narrating what was happening and explaining like mm-hmm. what was going to happen as it happened and explaining yeah. her feelings and making the fourth wall breaking stairs into the cameras and things like that Mm -hmm. and just explaining characters so yeah i like the style of the show and the pace that it has and um, i'm interested to see her relationship with olivia coleman because so far i can just imagine the chemistry between those two it's great uh, uber british passive aggressiveness Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm and it's not an hour-long show for once, so I am looking forward to watching more of it. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm at right now with that show. So, yeah, if you have Amazon and you're fine with crude British humor, watch it. There's a sex scene in the first scene, pretty much. I mean, you don't see anything. Mm-hmm. You don't see your boobs or anything. You don't see anything. But sex. Yeah. Sex does happen. Weird. I hate it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what month is it when this episode comes out? All I know is it's September Spooktober, right now. Spooktober, that's right. It's Spooktober, finally. I hate that. I hate you. So I wanted to have another, because I liked when we did the um, Heroes and Villains. Uh, I can't remember how many episodes we did that for. We did it for a while. We did it uh, quite a bit. Um, and so I liked having like mm-hmm. a consistent theme for the podcast that was kind of ongoing. Um, and so I wanted to kind of bring it back. And I want to say that it was almost my idea. 
Just saying. Mm-hmm. But continue. I didn't say it was my idea. You implied it. No, I said I liked that idea. And you wanted to bring it back. Yes, so this new thing is my idea. <laughs> Cut this fight out. No, this is staying in. This no, is the episode. we don't fight. Uh-huh. Please, please cut it out. So, Spooktober, what, what, do, what, do you, what do you think about when you think of October and Halloween? Candy. Okay. Candy. All right. What, what else? <laughs> uh, candy. Okay. I, I was expecting uh, dog costumes to be in there somewhere. It's mostly just candy. Okay. Um, well, I mean, there's trick-or-treating, there's costumes, like I said, Halloween parties, scary movies mm. is another thing people think about, normal people think about. Uh, Who's normal people? So you're moving chest. So. Where'd you go? I moved my pawn. When? I did it. I don't think you did. Okay, we'll go. It's fine. You didn't move. Okay, but I'm talking, so you can move. It's just. Okay. Anyways, Spooktober, scary movies. I thought it'd be um, interesting, fun for us to go and watch sort of iconic horror movies uh, every week for the month of October and just talk about them, uh, preferably ones that the majority of us haven't seen before once uh, Robin Madeline come back. Um, so today we watched Carrie, the 1976 film based on the Stephen King novel of the same name. Uh, when did that book come out? Was it like 74? Well, let's find out. It was probably like early because I think this is about the time when they were like churning out Stephen King. 1974. Oof, look at me. Um, so... Yeah, we saw that, mm-hmm. um, and like I said, neither of us had seen it before. I'd seen parts of it. Yes, I had never seen anything of it. I know my mom talked about it for a bit. She liked the book. Um, she liked, hated it because her name is Carrie, spelled the same way, and so she got teased about it. Uh, yeah, but we watched it, and poof, was it a 70s movie? <laughs> so spoilers for this 40-year-old movie, 43-year-old movie. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to hear spoilers... Um, Brittany's moving in chess. Yeah, okay. I don't. Everyone's seen it by now. That wants to see it, yeah. or they've seen the 2013 Carrie with yes. Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, I was like Mortez Moretz. Mm. Um, but the very first scene with like the credits and stuff. It's so gratuitous. It's just a girl's locker room and like they're all naked. It's like a very guess sexualized but not but just very like carefree girls in a locker room just like walking around naked and just showing full bush and boobs like very 70s i was gonna say the 70s were a very different time very hairy time yes um some people were into it so i mean that was just like okay i i get what this movie is or at least the style they're taking this movie the director's likes but i mean i get Clearly, like, them being in a locker room, like, was important because of how it started with Carrie getting her period. And... For the first time very late in her life. Yeah, as a senior in high school. Yeah. So she was almost 18, it's yeah. safe to assume, if not 18. Like, and it's towards the end of the year because prom's coming up. Yeah. So probably 18 at this point, never had a period. Mm-hmm. Which, very weird. Yeah. Out of the ordinary and yeah she like starts having a panic attack and she runs out of the shower well because she thinks she's dying yeah yeah very understand from if you started bleeding from your dick and no one ever told you that was normal how would you react poorly yes i think she's justified (laughs) i was just about to say like she has a from carrie's perspective yeah it's a very 
justified panic attack that she's having and she's already the outcast she's already not like doesn't have friends and they immediately just pile on her and so she just continues to have a meltdown as she does mm-hmm. um so i the one thing I could say about this movie that I did enjoy was that it was very quick. It was just about an hour and a half, right? A little over, but you didn't feel the runtime. No. And it just kind of like had very clear acts and things just kind of kept happening and it didn't kind of make you bored. Which is interesting because a big criticism about it is that like it feels dragged out to some people because they do like weird like slow-mo scenes and like. Yes, I get that. Yeah, I, I get I, what you're saying. I just think it's interesting. I I was definitely thinking about that. Like, um, the dance sequence with her and Tommy at the prom. Was, oh my god, I got a, so dizzy. It took a very long time, and it was a very weird camera angle. There was another, just when she's covered in blood and stuff, they did a lot of very slow scenes, like her in the bathtub and stuff. So I was definitely confused by it, but still at the same time, it was over, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, I think... At the time, it was probably a very slow movie. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe up until the end, because then people were probably like, oh my god, this is crazy. Uh, but for us, since we're slogged down with two, two and a half hour movies, and that's the normal, when it's an hour shorter, we're like, oh geez, that was it? So that's I think that's why I felt like, oh cool, that was a quick, easy yeah afternoon TV delight. That's a description for it. I mean... You were on the Wikipedia. Was the reception like that this was like some horrifying movie or no. like a graphic movie? No. Okay. Because um, they didn't... Go on. No, go ahead. I was going to say they didn't show... They showed a couple people get electrocuted. They mm-hmm. showed a lot of people getting sprayed around by a fire hose. Which was very funny. It was great. Very terrifying. They showed the gym coach. This is probably the most brutal one. Uh, second most. The uh, gym coach getting, like, smashed in half by, like, the roof. Kind of impaled. Yeah, by, like, like, the rafters. Yeah. But, like, you didn't show anything go in. You just saw it hit her, and then she, like, coughed up some blood. Yeah. The most uh, brutal death, I would say, was the mom. Yeah. she got, like, crucified. Yeah. Um, But even then, that was kind Mm -hmm. of it. So, Mm -hmm. I'm just curious if, like, for the time, people were like, oh, my God, like, this is scary or crazy. Um, yeah. I mean... Some quotes in the reception page. Uh, Carrie is a horrifying look at supernatural powers, high school cruelty, and teen angst. And it brings us one of the most memorable and disturbing prom scenes in history. Uh, Roger Ebert described it as an absolutely spellbinding horror movie, as well as an observant human portrait. I'm surprised he gave it such high praise. Yeah, he gave it three and a half out of four. Yeah. Um, someone from the New Yorker said it was the best scary, funny movie since Jaws. Um, I think the reason it became so beloved, I guess, is because the horror aspect comes from just being a teenage girl. Yeah. Because a lot of it, while dramatized, isn't too far off from reality. Yeah. Just not all of us get to have telekinetic powers. (laughs) It's like eighth grade. (laughs) <laughs> that's an interesting comparison it's 11 if she didn't ha- get friends yes if she was just stuck with hopper and then wasn't allowed to interact with anybody and then was also like a nerd and also hyper religious so not like 11 but very close um yeah okay is it my turn yes 
So for not really knowing anything about it, what did you think? That it was fine. I wasn't like blown away by it. I love seeing baby John Travolta. That was probably Tra- Travolta. Yeah, whatever. He's a Scientologist. He can fuck off. Um, but he's the like. I don't care. King of Scientology. No, that's Tom Cruise. No, John Travolta is the guy in Scientology that has this like specific title that basically means he could get away with murder to them. Then what does Tom Cruise have? A lot of money. I don't is know. he above that? No. John Travolta is like the special title. I'm look Anyways. No, don't. You're just going to go down a rabbit hole. No, go ahead. I'm listening. Uh, it was fine. Like, I wasn't bored by it. Like I said, I um, could see... I. It was an okay movie, and then the prom scene made it, like, more towards a good movie, because mm-hmm. um, that was interesting. The whole time, though, I just kept thinking about the Degrassi prom, like, where they... I feel like they did an homage to this. It was, like, the iconic story arc with the nerd, and um, they do a similar thing where they bring him on stage, and they dump, like, goo and feathers I've on him. I've never watched Degrassi. Well, fucking... They do this, and he comes back, I think, if not the same episode, the next episode, with a gun to school, and he shoots the school, and he shoots Drake, and Drake is paralyzed for the rest of the series. I thought, okay, because I had seen a meme about that, but, like, Drake being in a wheelchair, and I thought that was, like, the entire show. Like, he just started that way. Fuck. No, he got shot. That's fucked up. Because he was kind of a bully. No, I think he was trying to be nice to him, and he was trying to get him to drop the gun, but he didn't, and so Drake started running away, and so he got shot in the back. But anyways, like, I get how it's a very, um, it's very easy to homage this movie and why people would gravitate towards it. Yeah. Um, I was surprised, because when the ending was coming up, to me, I was really excited, because it's one of the most, like, spoofed scenes in movies to me. But you didn't know it was coming? I had no idea what the ending was going to be. Oh, my God. I assumed it was it's going to be some stupid. sort of fake it's out. It's so stupid. I was... Because I... It's like the uh, Freddy Krueger Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, how that ends. Like, I was expecting something like that, and it basically was. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. I have not. But it's just... They think it's done, and then, like, the mom or the girl goes out in front of her house and is just like looking over at the piece and then all of a sudden a stupid arm busts through the door window and grabs uh clearly mannequin through the door afterwards and that's how the movie ends that's funny so i could show you that after yeah so when did that movie come out 70s oh, okay i don't know it's all in the 70s mm-hmm. um so i mean yeah the ending i was just like okay this is dumb i mean because you said the book continues on after that point though yes how m- much so it kind of divulges, by the way, John Travolta's tri- title is Kakan. <laughs> sounds like a bird trying to talk. Yes. yes. Just wanted to say that, though. So after her mom tells her how she was raped and then stabs her, Carrie, Carrie does not crucify her. Yeah. Um, she mentally stops her heart. After that, Carrie is mortally wounded, but makes her way to the roadhouse where she was conceived. She sees Chris and Billy leaving, having been informed of the destruction by one of Billy's friends. After Billy attempts to run Carrie over, she telekinetically takes control of his car and races into the wall, killing them. Sue, the girl that... Tommy was was dating. Yes, that actually was trying to be nice, uh, finds Carrie in the parking lot bleeding out. Um, They have a brief telepathic conversation. Yeah. 
Carrie believed that Sue and Tommy had set her up for the prank, but realizes that Sue is innocent and has never felt real animosity towards her. Carrie forgives her, then dies, crying out for her mother. A state of emergency is declared in the town they live in, and as the survivors make plans to relocate, because bef- the thing that t- Carrie does is not really just she sets the high school on fire. She, like, causes, like, a natural disaster. That's cool. <laughs> I'm sure they just, like, how do we film that? We can't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so they just do the high school part. That happens, but it gets worse. Um, So they plan to relocate. The town foresees desolation in spite of the government allocation of finances towards rehabilitating rehabilitating the worker districts. Uh, The gym teacher and the school principal blame themselves for what had happened and resign from their posts. As a white committee, because her last name, report concludes that there are and will be no others like Carrie White, an Appalachian woman enthusiastically writes to her sister about her baby daughter's telekinetic powers and re- reminisces about their grandmother, who had similar abilities. That's it. Okay. That's the ending. Huh. I mean, that isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's just... It's, the way they ended the movie, to me, was better. Because it's just yeah. like, yeah, she does this fucked up thing, and now there's one person that survived, and she's going crazy. Well, just dealing with the trauma from yes. it. Yes. Yes. Stephen King doesn't know how to write endings. Mm-hmm. Did it hold up from what you heard in the bits and pieces that you had seen? Um, do you think it's worthy of being an iconic horror movie? It's different. Yeah. So it's not like a slasher film. It's there's, not this like psychological horror film. There's it's no just, jump scares. Yeah, it's just creepy and realistic, but dramatized. Mm-hmm. Like bullying but worse or what if your mother was a crazy religious nut but worse like all of these little things that can like freak you out as a person but like 10 times worse supernatural worse so yeah it's good uh it's very 70s and cheesy but for what it is it was well done i don't know if you're giving a high praise or low praise kind of in the middle yeah like i don't love 70s horror films i think they're very cheesy it felt very much like halloween yeah (laughs) laughable yeah but those are the scariest movies of all time are they some people they're not scary yeah that's why um, yeah i don't know i i didn't hate the time i spent watching it i um i am almost curious to watch the 2013 whatever because i heard that one was very eh I read the plot of it. It has like a 50%. The original Carrie has like a 93%. Okay. Yeah. Like I've heard that they did a lot of different things with the new one. The way that it read was very similar. Just a lot more gory. Okay. Like it's just seemed a little more like violent. Oh, okay. I mean, that's yeah. Modern. Yeah. Modern. Did you ever have an interest in watching this before yesterday? Uh, No, no interest, but I mean. It's not like I was avoiding it. I was just like, it never really... No one ever came up to me and was like, hey, do you want to watch Carrie? <laughs> yeah. Hey. That's what you're for, I guess. Brought to my horizons. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I like I, old movies. I feel like I'm making progress in seeing all the Stephen King movie adaptations. Because we saw Mercy, Pet what? Cemetery. What is it? Misery. Misery, whatever. Mercy. Mercy is a good title for Misery. it, too. Uh, Misery, Pet Cemetery. We never saw the original one. Eh. Uh, it. We didn't see the original this. one. I've seen the original. I've seen scenes. I didn't. Okay. I don't like clowns. So I never okay. wanted to watch it. If we watched it now, you would not be scared. I'm sure I would be. 
I am sure I you would like not clowns. be. Okay, well, it's just not. Okay, is it your turn or my turn? It's been your turn. Since when? I don't remember you moving. I moved a pawn. Whatever. You always moved a pawn. Because I'm always moving a pawn. You're a pawn. Ain't that the truth, fellas? What? I don't know what's wrong with you. You and me both. You want to give up, Rhett? Yes. Okay. So I will take the win then. No, we can draw. Nope. If you give up, I give up. I don't give a fuck. I hate hate chess. Um, That's the episode. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week talking about another horror movie for sure. Probably uh, get Rob on, talk about his trip finally. Um, And then figure out the rest of the topics. But again, thanks for listening. Uh, Make sure you go to our website, chesstalk.podbean.com. Tell your friends. uh, Give us some comments. We got a couple this past week. And always appreciate those so especially when they make fun of rob yeah uh, if you make fun of rob yes instantly you're our favorite comment forever so thanks for that and uh just another shout out i was on another podcast that just aired a couple days ago uh time for your hobby episode 57 it's all about collecting vinyl um so if you want to hear me nerd out about uh, collecting some vinyl and talking with the host of that show alex who's uh very um easy to talk to guy very friendly very awesome and wholesome guy um give that episode a listen to and listen to his other episodes because he has a huge variety of hobbies that people have gone on and talked about so definitely check them out listen to my episode for sure and that's all i gotta say i guess we'll see you next week yeah bye bye